What a good-looking group tonight. Would you like your sword there, honey? Praise the Lord. Will you go ahead and be seated? We're going to get into the Word. I know you're already fired up there. Brother Tony will fire you up. Hallelujah. Good, good, good. It's exciting what God's doing in their lives. It's exciting what God's doing in the world. It's exciting what God's doing at Heart of the Bay Christian Center. Hallelujah. Just look around the room. Just look around the room. Even at the people on the same row with you. You know what's represented at this church? The nations. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, we were at camp meeting a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we were sitting in one session there with uh, Brother Charles Cowan. And it was his last morning. And he started talking about joy. And of course, you know, I love when people talk about joy. So I started getting some thoughts even off of what he was sharing and started developing it into my own message from the spirit of God. And then yesterday, as I was getting these thoughts more together, the Lord gave me this title for the message. And the title is keep dipping, (laughs) keep dipping. I didn't say, you know, keep slipping, keep sipping. Or keep lipping. You know, a lot of people lip off. A lot of people are slipping back. And a lot of people are sipping on things they shouldn't be sipping on. But tonight, we're talking about keep dipping. And I'm not, it's not some new dance move. Keep dipping. No. As believers, we need to know how to dip from the well of salvation. Brother Tony mentioned this rope tied to the bucket. Well, all of us in the realm of the spirit, when we get born again, we have a well of salvation that is on the inside of us. Where does Jesus live? Jesus lives in us. And when we get born again, all the resources of heaven are made available to us. All the benefits of being born again are on us, on, in us, on the inside of us. But as believers, we have to be proficient at dropping the bucket down and dipping and pulling up from the well of salvation. What the, all those rich benefits are. Amen. So let's begin tonight. We'll have a jumping off place. Let's turn over to Isaiah chapter 12. Hallelujah. Now, I know a lot of what we're going to be saying is familiar, but there's just some things that I know we need to grab hold by the Spirit of God. It's not all just the Word of God being taught. There's things when the Spirit of God is teaching the Word of God that have to be caught. So just, you got your ears on tonight, right? You got your spirits open and you're going to receive what God says to you. Just like when I was sitting in that session there at camp meeting, he was saying a lot of things and they were all good and everything else. But I started getting things directly into my spirit that spoke to me that the man of God wasn't even saying. And that's how it is. God is an individual God. He knows right where you live. He knows right what kind of need you have. He knows what you're going through. So just pull tonight. Not on me, but on the anointing and say, okay, Lord, I need to hear some things tonight. And he'll answer the cry of your heart. Amen. Amen. Over here in Isaiah chapter 2. And I do want to look at this scripture out of the Amplified. Verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 12. I'm sorry. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2. Behold God, my salvation. 
I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. Yes, he has become my salvation. The God of my salvation. Salvation is all inclusive. When we're born again, we're redeemed. We're delivered. We're healed. We receive peace. We receive love. We're restored. We receive prosperity. All that we need is included in the plan of salvation. Some people say, well, being born again is a lot more important than getting healed or being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, of course, if we had to choose, we'd choose salvation. But the good news is salvation includes everything that you need. It's a package deal. We don't have to pick and choose all that we need is there. And you know, it's wonderful to be saved, isn't it? How many of you in here tonight are saved? You're born again. Jesus is your Lord. Remember that song? If you're saved and you know it, say what? Anybody know that song? If you're saved and you know it, say. If you're saved and you know it, what's the rest of it? Clap your hands. If you're saved and you know it, then your life will really show it. If you're saved and you know it, say. So everybody in here saved? Then I ought to hear an amen. It's wonderful to be saved. Hallelujah. Now let's look on down here at verse 3. And we can read it out of the Amplified too. Hallelujah. Well, first I did want to say this. He said in verse 2 that we just read, I will trust and not be afraid. Isn't it wonderful to be able to trust the Lord? Isn't it awesome in this day and in this age to be able to live fear-free? Pastor's been talking about the benefits, homeland benefits. One of them is the protection. One of them is I will not be afraid. When we've got God on the inside of us, the greater one is on the inside of us. The prince of peace lives on the inside of us. When turmoil is going on all around us, when trouble is springing up in the world, we can drop that bucket down into the well of salvation and we can pull up a bucket full of peace. The prince of peace. I will trust. I will not be afraid. Fear is of the devil and fear brings torment. But when you are born again, there's nothing to fear. Hallelujah. Because we can trust in the name of the Lord. He is a high tower. We can run into him and be safe. Hallelujah. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. It's important to have a sound mind in this time that we are living in. And there's a lot of people that their peace is disturbed. Why? Because they're giving place to fear. Don't give place to fear. Fear brings torment. But you got the Prince of Peace. Yeah. On the inside. Just draw it up in the name of Jesus. All that we need is in this well of salvation. Now let's look at verse 3. Therefore, with joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. I want to submit to you tonight that joy is your bucket. 
Therefore, with joy, will you draw water from the wells of salvation. Joy is the bucket that we use to dip down into that well and pull up what we need for that day and this hour. If you lose your joy, you don't have any dipper to pull up all the rich benefits of salvation. With joy shall you draw from the wells of salvation. Why do you think the enemy tries so hard to steal the joy out of the life of the believer? Well, of course we know, according to Nehemiah 8.10, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The enemy is after your strength because he wants you to be weak. If we are weak, if we are intimidated, if we are cowardly in this day and in this hour, we're not going to run our race and we're not going to finish our course. We got to keep up with what God is doing now. And you can't do it if you're weak. You can't do it if you don't have strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And that joy is also our dipper. With joy shall you draw from the wells of salvation. If you lose your joy, then you're not going to get in the presence of the Lord when you have sickness that comes against your body. If you don't have your joy, you just lay in bed and you won't press in to the scripture. You won't lay hold of your rich benefits. Stir up the joy of the Lord. Don't let the enemy steal it through situations and circumstances. Has anybody ever gone through a test or a trial? Anybody ever faced any difficulty? I guess a better question would be, is there anybody in here who's never gone through a difficult situation? (laughs) That has never faced any test or trial. What are these things doing? They are designed to steal and rob our joy. Joy is vital. Joy is a spiritual force. It's not just a feel-good feeling. And we got to keep it stirred up in our lives. Brother Charles Count, I I wasn't there when this happened, but I'm going to relate a story that he told of how the enemy works and just takes our joy. He was talking about when he was just a young preacher, he went to preach in the hills of Arkansas. And it was just a little wood frame, one room church. You came in one door and then there was one little door out behind the platform. And it was built on a hillside. And you know, they didn't have a lot of money. So when they built the church, they hadn't added the steps to the door behind the platform yet. It just went off right into the slid right down the hill. So he's in there getting ready to preach. And he said this was a Pentecostal church. And those people were praising. They were getting fired up. They were dancing. And there was a guy that had come to the church that didn't normally attend there. And he was helping himself, if you know what I mean. He was shouting. He was running. He was dancing. And he took off. They're just going. And he took off, ran around the little building. He saw that back door. He opened that door. As soon as he opened the door, his head just disappeared. He just slid down the hill. They didn't see him for a while. Brother Charles is up there already starting preaching his message. And in comes this man from the back of the the one door there in the back. And he said he, instead of running and dancing and shouting now, he just kind of slid in and sat on the back pew. His hair was all messed up. His clothes had mud and dirt all over him. His face was all scratched up. Can you imagine? He just opened the door and slid down the hill. Had to crawl back up. 
And he said it was apparent that circumstances had messed with his joy. He just sat back there in silence the rest of the service. Well, you know, the devil, he tries to get us to open a door that's a pitfall. He tries to get you to bite into something that's going to make you just slide down, that's going to make you go backwards, that's going to steal your door, your joy. Don't open the door. When he gives those opportunities to you, keep the door closed. There's not any steps on the other door. It's a steep incline. You don't want to go down there. Don't let him rob you of your joy. Don't let circumstances mess with our joy. Amen. Amen. Don't let them steal your bucket. Amen. You got to keep your bucket of joy. It is your bucket. It is your dipper. When the attacks come and they do and they will, we need to be like the psalmist David when we feel that joy leaking. And it will. People that you have to deal with every day. Hopefully nobody in your house, but possibly somebody in your own house just are sapped. They sap your joy. They cause it to be drained out of your bucket. Well, when you sense that happening, be like the psalmist David in Psalms 55, 12 in the King James. I love how he said this. Restore. Everybody say restore. That tells me if it has to be restored, it can be stolen. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Restore. Everybody say restore. Restore. Unto me the joy of my salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to have it restored. Just cry out. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And the Bible has so much to say about rejoicing. You put re in front of a word and that means to do it again. Repeat. What does that mean? Do it over. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but some of you in here may have had to repeat a grade in school. That means if you were in the fifth grade and you didn't pass it, you had to do it over. Do I get a witness right on the front row here? Anyway, <laughs> repeat, do it again. That's why the Bible tells us to rejoice. When you get born again, you've got the joy of the Lord yes. on the inside of you. You can't rejoice unless you joiced. We all joiced when we got born again. But the Bible is full of accounts that tell us to rejoice. In the book of Philippians alone, which was written from prison by the Apostle Paul, the word rejoice, joy, some form of it is used 16 times. And it was written from prison in four short chapters. He has tapped in and he's getting over to us the importance of keeping the joy of the Lord stirred up. On the inside of us. Anybody in here got any joy? Well, how about you notify your face? Let's all ha 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 ha. Woo! Draw from the wells of salvation. Hallelujah. Joy is a spiritual force. And you know what else joy is? Joy, releasing the joy on the inside of us is a spiritual sacrifice. It was a sacrifice for some of you just to go, ha. I mean, it looked like it. you were in pain just to go, ha. If 
you're tired, if you're sleepy, if you're depressed and all of this stuff, it's a sacrifice to release joy. But the Bible tells us the importance of giving God a sacrifice. A sacrifice is something that you don't feel like doing. Let's look over at James chapter 1. We're going to jump all over the place here a little bit, but you're going to get it. Amen. Hallelujah. James chapter 1 verse 2 in the King James Version. James 1 verse 2. We don't always feel like rejoicing. We don't always feel like going ha 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 ha. Some of you wouldn't even do it when I said say ha 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 ha. You kind of did a little smirk. A half smile. We're believing this week when uh, our Livy comes. Our granddaughter's coming on Friday. Well, our parents are coming too, but who cares? It's, we got the baby. No, not really. <laughs> we care. We care. We love them all. But pastor's believing he's going to get a ha-ha out of Livy. One of the last times that we saw her, she wasn't quite sure about the man of God. And so she wasn't crying or anything, but she kind of looked at him and went, hmm. She smirked. We call it a smirk. She gave him a half smile. That's what some of you did when I said you need to release joy. You're like, hmm. Whether you feel like it or not, it's good for you to release the joy of the Lord. It's good for you to ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. James 1, 2 says this in the King James. My brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. That scripture is power packed. Count it all joy. Is saying make a sacrifice. When you fall into diverse temptations. Diverse means more than one at the time. Not just a little ache in your big toe. I mean all sorts of things are happening in your life. Diverse temptations. What are we supposed to do? Sit down and cry. What are we supposed to do? Oh God, why have you forsaken me? God, are you still up there? Can anybody hear me? No. Count it all joy. Counting it all joy is a sacrifice. Now, brother Charles said this, and I'll give him credit for it. I love this. He said a sacrifice is giving God something When you don't feel like it. It's an offering of praise. It's an offering of thanksgiving. It's an offering of finances. When your mind is saying, you don't need to tithe. You shouldn't tithe. Are you crazy? Don't sow your seed. How in the world are you going to feed your kids? How are you going to pay for bar? Don't give that money. Don't give that money. But in your spirit, something rises up and says, sow a sacrificial gift. Hallelujah. Woo. And when you do, you know what happens every time God asks you to do something. He's not trying to get something from you. You know what he's doing? He's trying to get something to you. Hallelujah. The enemy tries to keep us from giving God a sacrifice of praise. He tries to keep us from worshiping the Lord. Doesn't he try to keep your mouth shut? It's just amazing what happens in the life of the believer. When we should open our mouth, 
and express praise to God when we should open our mouth and ha 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 rejoice in the Lord when we should open our mouth and declare the word it's like you get lockjaw and your mouth just is like no I don't feel like praising I don't feel like worshiping I don't feel like speaking the word but then when you shouldn't talk and you should keep the trap shut it's a temptation to just spew out all these negative things. Oh, I got an ache here. I got a pain here. Oh, I don't have this. And I don't have that. Oh, dear God, whatever are we going to do? Not, we need to learn the art of shutting up when we should up, should shut up and speak up when we should speak up. Hallelujah. Declare the word. A sacrifice. Giving God something when you don't feel like it. But you know what? The reason he said, count it all joy. The reason he said, give unto me the sacrifice of praise is because when we give him something, even when we don't feel like it, he gives back to us. He's not trying to get something from you when he says, give me a sacrifice of praise. So your tithes and your offerings. He's not trying to just hoard it all up for himself. He's trying to get something back into your hands. When we drop that bucket of joy down into the well of salvation. He will fill it up. Hallelujah. If you drop it down, it will never come up empty. Glory be to God. Get the bucket in the well. Hallelujah. The bucket of joy puts a demand on what's in the well of salvation. Now, how exactly do we drop the bucket of joy down into the well? The answer is with our mouth. With our words. Our mouth moves the bucket. If your bucket is stuck, check on what you've been saying. Look over in the King James again at Proverbs 15, 23. Everybody still here? Proverbs 15:23 A man has joy by what? By the answer of his mouth. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. Your words, my words move the bucket of joy. That so it will go down into the well of salvation and pull up what we need. Many of you probably have seen an old-fashioned well. You've heard me tell you this. I, I grew up on a farm, and one of my great uncles, they had this well right next to us. And it was so fun to go over there and drop the bucket down and to reel the water up. You know, they thought it was a big deal. But I remember one thing. If the rope got knotted up and twisted up, it would get stuck on the pulley, and it never reached the water. You can't have a knot on the rope of your bucket or you're not going to reach down into the depths, into the wells of salvation. We told you last week, pastor expounded on it today, that when we were in Oklahoma and we were at my sister's house, that we went fishing. 
Now, the man of God was not telling the truth today. His catfish did not weigh 40 pounds. <laughs> he did catch one. He caught two. But baby ate. We didn't officially weigh it. But they gave him a good rod. So he's casting this rod out. And we'd been at this one pond for a long time. And we weren't catching anything much there. My brother caught, brother-in-law caught one. And so he said, let's go over to my other pond. There's shade there. And they were walking distance apart. So we're, my sister and brother-in-law, we're walking over there with all the gear. And pastor says, I'm just going to stay up here and cast out one more time. He cast out. And uh, we weren't even over to the other pond. And we hear him say, he's yelling, I think I got something. Well, my sister knows my husband. And she said, he is such a teaser. You know he didn't catch a fish. We were in disbelief. And then a little bit later, he said, honey, I could use some help up here. So I thought I better go check it out. The man of God's working on the reel and he's backing up and working on the reel and backing up. He finally got him in an eight pounder. It was amazing. Mm. We didn't weigh it officially, but anyhow. I thought it was at least nine. Well, it could have been. Well, how about eight and a half? I don't know. But anyhow, we go down to the other pond. And I know how to fish and I know how to cast. And I am keep casting this rod out and it's just going a little ways off of the shore. And I finally said to Beverly, there is something wrong with this rod. I know there's nothing wrong with me. I know how to cast it. She came over and she had Lloyd looked at it. She said, there's a kink in the line. There's a snag in the line. And when you got a kink in your line, it's not going to go very far. It wasn't going very far. So they gave me a new pole. And boy, I'm telling you, I am casting out into the deep. And on the first cast, I knew right where those fish were. I just couldn't reach them because I had a kink in the line with my first pole. But when I got a new pole and got the kink out of the line, I cast out there. And I have a witness here. I caught six catfish in a row. Woo! <laughs> And I let him come over to my spot and he caught one more. Anyway, (laughs) the point is this. My rod would only go so far, barely off of the shore because there was a kink in the line. There was a snag in the line. And I submit to you tonight that some of you have got a kink in your line. Some of you have run into a snag and that snag is keeping your bucket from going down into the deep things of God. Keeping your bucket from going down and pulling up all the blessings that God has for you. If you got a kink in your line, my rod was getting in the water, but barely in the water. And there's a lot of Christians that their bucket's just going down and skimming the surface. Oh, I'm saved. Oh, I'm on the way to heaven. I'm saved and I'm sanctified. Glory be to God. I'm going to see Jesus in the sweet by and by. Well, that's wonderful and that's great but that's not all there is to this walk of God get the kinks out of your line get the snags out of the line so it can go down into the deep hallelujah and get all 
that God has for you? How many of you want all that God has for you? How many of you want to enjoy the rich benefits? How many of you want to cast out into the deep glory to God? Pastor started a new series. It was excellent on Wednesday night about the gifts and the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Folks, you don't tap into those things just skimming across the top of the water. You got to be willing to go down where they're at. Hallelujah. You got to be willing to get the bucket down in there and let God fill it up. Hallelujah. Get the kinks out. A snag can hang you up. We don't want to be hung up. There's so much more. Hallelujah. Joy is released by the words of our mouth. We don't want to be hung by the tongue. That's good. Not hung by your tongue. Not snagged. Not snared by the words of your mouth. Speak right words. Hallelujah. Speaking right words will cause your joy bucket to flow freely down into the wells of salvation. Glory to God. Joy is released Through our words that we know. But joy also is released through a heavenly language. Hallelujah. Stay full of the Holy Ghost affects our joy. Speaking in tongues is a key to keep keeping the bucket moving. And to deep dipping into the well. Let's look at one, probably one last scripture over in 1 Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter one. We'll look at verse seven. I want to look at this probably in the King James version since I get over there. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Everybody ready to get the kinks out. Glory to God. Cast out where the deep things are. Glory be to God. First Peter one verse six. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That sounds like what we read in James. Count it all joy. Offer the sacrifice of praise when you're in the midst of temptations. Now go on and let's look at verse 7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing. How many of you believe in the Lord? Hallelujah. We believe him. We believe his word. Yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I submit to you that there is a dimension of joy that is unspeakable in our known language. That speakable language of joy is praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in mysteries, speaking God talk, talking the language of heaven. Hallelujah. You might be in the midst of something and you can't find the right words to express joy. All that wants to come out of your mouth is negativity. Well, just get out of the natural and switch over into the realm of the spirit and commune with your father, spirit to spirit, heart to heart. Hallelujah. Deep calling on 
such a deep glory be to God. The language of heaven. And you know what it says? When we speak in other tongues, it's joy unspeakable. Unspeakable speakable. You can't even declare when you have you ever had just been so enveloped in the presence of God and just been all so awed at him that you had no words to describe it. Have you ever been in a meeting where the spirit of God is moving in a fashion where everybody is rejoicing and you reach that point where you don't have words to describe it. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Well, that's That's why God gave us expressions of joy. That's why we can ha, 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 ha. And you can start out laughing by faith and hit a gusher. Glory to God. That's why he gave us the ability to shout, to sing in the spirit. Hallelujah. Expressions of joy that are unspeakable is when he comes upon you in such a fashion. You just can't sit in your seat and you take off running. You take off dancing. That's inexpressible in your language. But it's releasing joy. And when we release that joy, I'm telling you, something happens in the realm of the spirit. In and Amplified, it says this in that verse. Verse 8, you believe in him and exalt and thrill with inexpressible and glorious, triumphant and heavenly joy. Woo! Do you want to triumph over your enemies? Do you want to walk in victory? Hallelujah. That's what triumphant means. Jubilant, victorious, to win, to succeed. Hallelujah. When you release and you express joy unexpressible and unspeakable and full of glory, it causes you to triumph. It causes you to win. I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. I win. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. I am not weak. And it verifies this. One more last verse here. Verse 9. This is what happens. Yet believing, you speak and you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Verse 9. Receiving the end of your faith. Hallelujah. Woo-hoo-hoo. Do you want to get the end result of what you're believing for? Do you want to finish your course? Hallelujah. Do you want to walk in all that God has provided for you? Then Then rejoice. Rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Get your bucket down in there. Let's stand up. Oh, rejoice. 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 Oh, man. Glory to God. 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 Now, if you're in here tonight, 
Hallelujah. And you've never, Ibro Sebrataha, you've never come to the well of salvation. You've never accepted the Lord Jesus into your life. Then I want you to come down here right now. Oh my. Oh my. Oh, you want to be full of God. You want to be born again. You want to have living water flowing out of you. Glory to God. Anybody in here not born again? Raise your hand. Wave it at me. You're not born again. Ibro Sebrakataha. Or perhaps you're in here and you are born again, but you've never yet been filled with the Holy Ghost. We were talking about joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's unspeakable because you have to say it in the spirit. You got to tap in the language of heaven. If you've not yet been filled with the Holy Ghost, I want to exhort you tonight to come and to receive this precious gift. Hallelujah. And as we're just waiting, if you're either one of those categories, you want to be born again, you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, make your way down here. Glory be to God. And I'm going to ask Pastor Tom and the musicians to make their way to the platform. Hallelujah. Now, I know, I know just by what I see, but I also know by the Spirit of God that there's some folks in here that's got some kinks. You got some knots in the line and you just broke asunder. It's like you're stuck spiritually. You just said, only you go so far and then it's just like you just get stuck. The Holy Ghost, he'll give you revelation, but there's also anointing to help you. So if you're in that condition and you just want to, you want to go further in the things of God, but it just, you want to be able to get that bucket down deeper into the well of salvation. The Holy Ghost will show you where the kinks are at, but as we pray corporately, there'll be revelation. So if anybody wants prayer along those lines. You make your way down here too. Hallelujah.